Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant China man, CK. DJ K. Cali, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to The Feedback Podcast. With my homie, back. What up, everybody? It's back. Welcome to The Feedback Podcast. Miko's not here today. He's in Mexico. Asshole. <laughs> He's living the life. Lane is in the house. Hey. Byron is in the house as well. And today we're talking to Rory Burbeck and Brian Hobbs from South by Southwest Mu- Music Department, right? That's pretty much the yeah. overall group. We'll be filling your questions on Facebook. Make sure you put them in comments. Byron will be keeping track of all that. And as you all know, South by Southwest is upon us. South by Southwest is coming. It's like winter's coming, but Oof. yeah. <laughs> See the yeah, face alone. That's all, it, that's all it is. Sore subjects. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. South by is coming. And today we want to talk about, you know, how the music gets booked. So who best talk about them to talk to than Rory and Brian here. Um, like I said, we'll be taking your questions later and let's jump right into it. But first, I want to get to what is like your official title? Music Festival Programmer. Yeah. <laughs> Is that same thing? Same thing. Is that yeah. a group of like twenty people? Or is it just you two? It's a, nah. it's about nine or ten people. Yeah, it's about ten. Yeah, ten people. Yeah. Oh, all right. But I want to get more into like you know, what's your what's your background? Like, did you grew up in music. Were you a rapper at some point, or a DJ, or you had a band in high school? Like, what what was your? Uh... Man, I've got zero musical talents whatsoever. I can't rap. I can't play instruments nothing like that i feel like i'm good at recognizing when other people are good at it uh-huh so that would probably be my talent more than anything but were you like collecting records or yeah something? i've always been get closer to the mic man i've always been into music i was always the music guy for my friends i was the first one that figured out napster and how to download music whenever i was uh, in, yeah college you know, years man yeah like first <laughs> couple years of college you know i always had CDs before they came out and burn copies for everybody. I was always into music, made my own mixtapes. I would, uh, even as like a little ass kid, I I would make my own like music charts. Oh like, wow! Yeah, like like I, Billboard, your yeah, own Billboard, like, like you own, put on the fridge. No, I just kept you writing like, crayon. Yeah, or? No, I had them in like a spiral notebook in like third grade. Wow! Did you yeah. give it to your friends so they could listen to the same stuff? No, I was probably <laughs> even embarrassed of it whenever I was in third grade, but I still did it. Like every week, I kept track of like what number they were at last week, and I was just really always into music, but never good at it. Oh wow! What yeah. about what about you, Ori? Um, I've I I kind of have the opposite story. So um, when I was thirteen years old, I really liked uh, pop punk bands and grunge a lot, and I was discovering like Nirvana, Green Day, Blink One Eight Two, Pennywise, uh, Sublime, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got really wanted a guitar, and so I, I, you know, talked my parents into buying me one. They really didn't want that to happen. At first, I was like, yeah, I want to play drums. And they were like, hell no. <laughs> Too loud, Rory. Sorry. No fucking way. <laughs> and then um, uh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, if I'm going to play an instrument, I want to play guitar. And um, for a few years, I was naive enough to think like, oh, I think I could you know, make it big as a musician. No, no fucking way. Did like, you try? Did you, I you, tried. You know, and, were uh, you in a band at least? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I just had a few high school bands that didn't really do anything. What were their um, names? Yeah. Please. Really have names, man. Uh, ah, oh, come on. I, I honestly can't even recall. Like, it Damn. didn't even get that far. Like, it, was, it was just like jamming <laughs> in somebody's bedroom, and that was pretty much it. Like, it was not even like planned shows. It was just like. Mostly me in my bedroom playing. <laughs> was it like, you know, put, put your finger here, put your finger here, and you'll play Metallica? No, like, actually, for, <laughs> for a little bit, for a few years, it was, I actually studied um, jazz guitar for a while. For oh, like wow. three years, and I tried to get into University of North Texas, which is really tough uh, for music school. It's, like, one of the best in the country, which is, I feel, like, really low-key. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of people don't know that. It's just, like, in Denton, like fucking three hours from here right um but that didn't work out because i you know i wasn't bad but i you know i was sucky enough to knock it in and um you know throughout my teenage years i I just knew like if like playing music didn't work out i wanted to work in music right and like similar to what brian said about keeping charts like i've been keeping lists not so much charts but lists of just music that i want to check out or you know, I've been listening to or whatever for ever, uh, pretty much up until Spotify came around. And oh, wow. I got kind of but, but what made you like a music connoisseur? Like, were you seeking it out? Would people come to you and say, yo, bro, you got to check this this guy out? Maybe you knew Brian at the time, like, yo, check this out. Or this artist, this band, this venue. Like, what was it? It was both. It's like, it's, you know, it's partially like, you know, the drive to check out new music all the time. across the board, across the board. But it's also, you know, people hit me and I'm sure Brian up all the time. I've de- probably more so Brian uh-huh. um, with just, you know, check this out. You know, my, I'm working with this artist like they just dropped a single you know, whatever. But uh, for me, it's more of just like I just love digging through like internet crates basically like, uh, you know, I, I thought you were about to say like you go, go to the record store for I was about I to go give to the props records, on that I go to record <laughs> stores too but like I just love just you know sitting online forever and just like discovering new shit and your first love was your first love hip hop yeah like what what was your uh... man I'm from Beaumont Texas so Houston shit has always been my favorite no matter what so uh-huh. even when I was a little kid like third grade I love the ghetto boys. I still love typical shit that third graders like. I love DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Like, right. I wasn't listening to all gangster shit when I was a little kid, but you know, Houston, I feel like Houston rap music is really like what I grew up on in high school, middle school, like screw tapes were yep. the big thing. Screwed up clicks, swish a house, like UGK. All uh, I mean, yeah. Being from Beaumont, like, you know, Pimp C and Bun B were like, literal superstars for us because they were from 15 minutes down the road in port arthur right so it's like oh shit i saw pimpsy at the mall like <laughs> that was huge for us like you know they played they played ugk at like my school dances in middle school so man i wish i had that nice yeah man, they play wu-tang at a <laughs> that's cool <laughs> i prom yeah, yeah. <laughs> dope. Wait, yeah. so were you familiar with what matt was doing in, in oh, houston he- yeah, no, and I was I didn't know Matt until, you know, probably I don't know, the 2007, 2008, something like that, but mm-hmm. I knew what he was doing with Damage Control Radio, like right. I used to listen to that when I moved from Beaumont to San Marcos to go to Texas State. That's when I really started like getting into the, like deep into the internet. Cuz uh-huh. at home like we had a dial-up connection and I could download like 
two songs in a night. But once I moved out on my own, like I could listen to Houston radio shows on the internet and, and stuff like that. So I was listening to damage control and seeing what Matt was doing with South by Southwest. And that shit was so cool to me. Right. And they had him stuck way out at the, the back room on Riverside to do all of the rap shows over there. They like quarantined him basically <laughs> and he killed it and they had to recognize that. Yeah, he did. He really did. For, the, for those who don't know, uh, Matt Sonzala, he was on the show. Was it last week? The week two before, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, he was the uh, hip hop booker for South by Southwest for a few years. Um, so go back to that episode and check it out. It tells the story. Great guy, uh, great stories, and uh, he definitely you know brought a lot to the scene and yeah. you know in Houston and even Agreed. here in Austin. So he really did. Um, so what was your? Did you start booking early on too? Were you booking shows? I started doing a blog site first called thefix.com, and I still do it. It's just not popping like blogs used to be popping because right. social media kind of took over it's t-h-a-f-i-x-x.com uh -huh. and I, so i started doing that and then uh we were doing an online magazine with my two partners big john and vic mm -hmm. it was the fix magazine we probably did like i don't know seven or eight issues of that but mm -hmm. I, then we were like shit let's try to do some shows out here so we were booking shows in san antonio san marcus a few of them in austin it's just it's tough to to make money booking one-off shows if you're not right. booking tours you're not really getting the the good price and you know it's just it's a tough business so we booked good shows i can say that we like there's some uh some bands you brought on uh we brought big crit a couple of times nice we did the first two chains concert in san antonio um Man, you're going after some big yeah some big names or big font names yeah freddie gibbs <laughs> we did him and for his first headlining show in austin uh ritz a couple times so we've done, it was, like I said, good shows, but it wasn't anything that made us a massive amount of money. We won some and we lost some. Right. Yeah. What about you, Ori? Were you booking early? Actually, no. Uh, booking is actually, uh, from a full-time perspective, is pretty new to me. Um, I actually started out in radio, college radio at Texas State, mm -hmm. and I, I fucking loved that. It was great. You know, it's... it's um, it gave me a chance. It was really my first job in the business. Um, just like picking out the songs that were going to be thrown into rotation every week. Um, and it was, you know, the, the rule with college radio is like, if, you know, if it's a remotely well-known name yeah. or artist, don't put it in there. I got in trouble once for putting a run DMC song on the air. Wow. What? Yeah. Well, what was their beef with that? What was the problem with that? Well, it's just, you know, run DMC's, huge it was huge back in the day and like they still are uh, and they give you shit for that yeah yeah for sure i guess it was four minutes that could have been given to someone who would have normally not been played on a radio station exactly oh. exactly so yeah. i get that i understand that um and i definitely uh, learned a lot from that after um i was yelled at by a couple of people but uh <laughs> um i mean that experience was great and um i kind of after college, just worked a bunch of odd jobs. I actually went into commercial radio. Uh, uh, I worked for um, Intercom, who has like ninety six three. That's why. I, that's my job. That's where I work at now. Yeah, that's right. You yep. know, said I, I yep. saw that he said commented. So is that is that what you said? And Snoop. That's <laughs> right. I forgot. I haven't seen Snoop in years. Is that yeah. where y'all met? Texas State or no? Uh, nah, we met at, we South, met at by. South By. I'm, for I'm sure. uh, quite a few years older. Then, <laughs> then, <laughs> I, I think I was out of Texas State probably before he got there. Yeah, I was probably. Talking, 
you kind of showed your age when you said that uh, you guys to Spotify. You mentioned Napster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. that's the truth, man. Yeah. I mean, but if we would have been at Texas State at the same time, I'm for sure that we would have been running around in the same circles. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. So were y'all um, go, doing South by Southwest early on, just as music fans, just going around trying fans, to make the yeah. best of it, trying to get into whatever I've under been, twenty one yeah, shows? I, I mean, could, I've been every then. year since two thousand five up until two thousand thirteen was the first festival that I booked uh-huh. so every other year I was just there I've been more times as a fan than as a booker and were you seeking out you know certain uh, bands were you doing your research and everything I mean I most I mostly knew who I wanted to go see just from looking at the schedule okay um, Tosin from the screw shop would yep. do like a big uh schedule every year and I would just sit there and wait for that to come out and I would you know bother Matt I would hit him on gchat and be like Hey, what's you know what hasn't been announced? What you know? What can you tell me? What can you tell me? <laughs> so now being on the other side of the fence, I'm like, man, I probably used to bother the shit out of that guy. <laughs> but hey, now nah, I mean, I would I would mostly know who I wanted to go see, but I would always see unexpectedly something really cool every year. So right. I always keep that in the back of my mind and try to you know give a lot of people an opportunity to get out there in front of new fans. No, I think that that's, you know, that's how it all started. It yeah. was, uh, you know, a festival yeah. for people to get discovered and, you know, discover. So were you going, exactly. you were doing the same thing, right? Just going all over the place, trying to get as many shows as possible? Basically, yeah. I mean, it, um, back when I was in college, I mean, I'm not that far removed from college. Honestly, I got very lucky and got pulled into working for South by Southwest within a couple of years after leaving college. But like when I was... First moved down here, the first time I went to South by Southwest, it was, yeah, let's just, like, hit the streets and buy, you know, a fifth of liquor and twin <laughs> liquor. <laughs> <laughs> buy some fountain drinks and then just, like, see what we could get into. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of my first South by Southwest experiences was actually, like, the strokes at the outdoor stage. Well, which wasn't was that? that long ago. It was, like, 2011, oh. 2010. Um, I haven't been living in Central Texas all that long. But... You know, I applied for an internship with South by Southwest uh, when I was in college, and luckily, like, they hit me up and it worked out. And well, how how long did it take? Me back and how long did it take to do what? Like, you, so you applied, you applied in college, and then you got your, your internship right out right out of college. No, I got an internship when I was still in college. Oh, okay. So I did that. I left. I graduated college. I was poor. I was broke as hell. Like. Just working whatever jobs I could get. Worked for working for Bass Concert Hall, like I said, Intercom, mm-hmm. whatever odd jobs I could get. And then you know they asked me back for another internship, and I was able to roll that into a part time thing, and then a full time thing doing marketing. Mm-hmm. It's only recently that they've asked me to do booking full time. Um, I do. I have booked one off shows for Ham Benefit Day uh-huh. um, on behalf of South by Southwest. But that's really, that was my experience before getting into it this year. What was sure. like, what was yours? Like, did it come to you because you knew your shit? Well, it was weird. Like, you know, Matt left and they hadn't found anybody to. Get closer to me. They hadn't found anybody to <laughs> fill the spot after Matt had left. And I, my brother-in-law actually has a close friend that works in the sales department. And they were like, you should apply for this job. You should, you know, send your resume in because they never replaced your friend after he left and they don't have anybody booking hip hop. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well shit, I don't even have a resume. Let me go make one. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I knew, you know, I, I knew everybody that I needed to get in touch with to get everything going immediately. Like not as far as at South by, but in music in general, like mm -hmm. the booking agencies and management and artists. Like yeah, I you was, had done it already. On yeah, your I was own. already plugged in. So it was, uh, I'm not going to say it was an easy transition. Cause I still have like flashbacks to the first year and how crazy and difficult it was. I but, bet. You know, every year, I don't want to say it's gotten easier because there's nothing easy about it at all, but I it has been less traumatic every year, basically. I think every year gets harder. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 whole, the festival grows exponentially every yeah. fucking year. And yeah, the, but when people know you, I feel like then you're always, your phone's blowing up at all times. Yeah, that is definitely true. That okay. So uh, what is, what is phone's the... Crazy. What what is the timeline? When do you actually start booking? Is that as soon as the it'll be, is over? It'll be two different answers for, uh, <laughs> for me and Rory on that one. Um, I try to get things done early every year, but no matter how hard I try, it's useless. Like I'm still booking, you know, at least I don't know a third of my stuff right now, and the festival is in a couple weeks. Because no matter how hard you try to get out in front of stuff. In hip hop, everything happens at the last minute. Whether it's for South yeah, by, yeah, you or know not. us. <laughs> <laughs> last minute. So you know, people be like, "Well, we got to make it through Super Bowl and All Star Weekend, and then we can start thinking about South by." And it's like, bro, why don't you just think about all three of them at the same time so we can, you know, do this shit at a reasonable time period? Right, right. But I just kind of, you know, just go with the flow. But it's it's not a year round process. Yeah, it is, but it is. there's not a lot of people in my lane that worry about it year round. There's a few oh. agents and a few management, a few labels that are like, Oh yeah, let's start talking about it. And all it is is talking about it. And then, you know, the, the Monday after the Christmas holidays is really when my phone and my email start just going insane. Mm -hmm. Like it's like everyone <laughs> has, it. Like, yeah, everyone has it on their calendar. Like, Monday that we're back from the holidays, we got to start thinking about South by. It's like we could have been doing this shit in September. Yeah, yeah. But that's proper to, to hip hop, then, right? Oh yeah, for sure. What, what about the other one, the other genres? I mean, I, I'm so jealous of my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Rory's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. they're like almost done, and I'm like scrambling to get my shit done. I don't know. I I'd say to a certain extent, like it's all last minute. It feels like. Um, I mean. If we, you know, we open up for applications every summer and right. um, we start talking to presenters every summer as early as possible. But, you know, inevitably, no matter what genre, I mean, it's probably a little worse for Brian because he is dealing with bigger names across the board. You just say he's dealing with rappers. <laughs> <laughs> he's dealing with rappers, yeah. too. But I mean, also, I mean, just dealing it, when it comes to South by Southwest, I mean, and big names uh -huh. it, it's all it always comes late just because you have to figure out a lot more details yes so you, you put the application sure. out and in, in the summer is it you know you have to go through that process regardless right if, if i'm an artist and i want to get booked i have to go through the application process is it right. is there also hey i'm so-and-so and I'm on tour and I'm calling you directly and I'm calling you directly. I'm like, look, I need to, I need to get on this festival. Is it, um, is there two different tracks, I guess, or everybody has to go through the same, uh, the same process. I mean, everybody definitely has to go through, um, that same process of, yeah, sending in their info and their application and stuff but, like that. But, uh -huh. 
there are certainly artists that we know we want to come. Right. And so we send them, you know, we, we get them in there and it's an immediate yes. And it's just like taken care of a lot quicker. Um, and then there's the whole like application process of bands just like, you know, who want to come in, excuse me, who wants to come in. I heard in. that, man. Sure. Yeah, I was man. like, I wonder who it was. I know it wasn't me. It's definitely me. I take, I take credit for that. Um, something out of the water here. Um, beer. Beer. <laughs> yeah, this beer is yeah. really watered down. Um, so basically, yeah, it's, it's well, let there's, me- a, there's this application process that a lot of artists go through where it's just like people from all over the world who you know, who really want to play, but, you know, maybe they don't have a team around them. Like, right. they don't have an agent, they don't have a label, they don't have a direct connection to one of us. So they go through this application process. Mm-hmm. So what, what is the, what are the metrics? If you, if you, you have the ones that actually apply, but you, like you said, you also have the one that you want to, uh, to come and perform at the festival. So it, what are the metrics you look at? Album sales, look at buzz, you look at what you like, what your interns like, or what is, what is the, yeah, what are different uh, things you look at to, to actually reach out to those artists to come perform? I mean, I look at all of that stuff. Um, I mean, I listen, I listen and study music year round. So I, I know who I really want, like I want to reach out to. But then if someone reaches out to me, whether it be an agent, the artist directly, management, it comes in through Sonic Bids. Like, I'm going to check it out no matter what. So mm-hmm. I'm, of course, going to look at, you know, now I'm not going to look at album sales as much. I'm going to look more at SoundCloud plays, social media engagement. I want to make sure that the shit's not fake. Mm-hmm. So you can't just have 100,000 plays on SoundCloud and think you're automatically going to get accepted. You need to have True. comments, likes, engagement with fans. I, I see artists all the time who come in who just who have maybe 50,000 likes on Facebook, but yeah. nobody on their like posts. Right. Nobody's and that hurts engaging you. with it. Yeah. Nobody's commenting. It, it There's no evidence that, in, you know, in spite of like a large following, mm-hmm. um, people are engaging with the artists and the music on a regular basis. But does it start know? with you uh, going, okay, I think these these three rappers out of Finland or whatever, they should be on. So you have to pitch it to wherever your boss is. Somebody has to make a call at some point and be like, well, no, no, Hops, we can't have these guys again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if, <laughs> if, it, if I brought <laughs> yeah, them out, yeah, if I brought them out and it did really bad, then the next year, even if I love them, like I kind of have to have a reason to bring these guys back because – why not give somebody else that same shot to see if they can bring some some fans and build off what they did? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do you? I was gonna say, how do you measure that success? So, like, are you just doing it from the scans of who's coming into the show, or? Yeah, it's uh, a big part a, of it. Yeah, big part of it is attendance numbers. I'm a big number guy anyway. I suck at math, but I really like statistics, whether it be music, sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I always am thinking about. Not like because we got to have people in those rooms it can't be empty rooms right what's the point in doing a show if nobody's gonna go see it mm-hmm. so you know people will try to sell themselves and I'm, I'm hot i'm hot this and that and it's like well do you got fans or people are gonna come see it and a lot of it is like what have you done for me lately oh. that's a big part of it like just because an artist draws well one year at south by mm-hmm. doesn't mean they will the next you know we we definitely look at like 
what have you done in the last six to 12 yeah new months? new music new movement yeah. is do you definitely have, huge do you so, have a reason to be at south by south right so yes. when when matt was on he said if if being at south by is part of your plan like you have some a project that just dropped that that's about to drop you know it's good timing but just being there to be there you're just clogging up the streets really yes Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was you made that clear, and that make that makes perfect sense. Yes. So, um, what is the decision making process? So you you search, uh, seek out bands, you look at SoundCloud, you look at plays, you look at attendance numbers, you use Sonic Bids or Polestar or Pro, one of those things. Um, and then what is the the process? Is someone that looks at everything and be like, okay, this guy, this guy, not that guy, not that band. Before we get into like who makes the final call, you know, I, I think we sh it's important for us to say that we work with a lot of music industry businesses to mm -hmm. curate these lineups. Like you see, if you look at our pocket guide or our schedule, you'll see like, you know, it, Atlantic Records presents or, you know, or um, Paradigm you know, Booking Paradigm Agency, Booking ICM, Agency yeah, every like year, you know. Yeah. And uh, or tiny labels like I'm working with some really tiny labels who are presenting shows. So mm -hmm. we work with representatives of those businesses to curate some of these lineups, too. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they come in with a lineup, like they often pitch us lineups. Right. Like Paradigm Agency or whatever or whatever. Excuse me. We'll come through and uh, <laughs> starting to slur my words here. It's too early. So. Like, let's say Paradigm Agency is like, I want to do a showcase at South by Southwest. It's, you know, here's my lineup. And then we, we take a look at it and say, like, this is this is cool. You know, I think this could be great. And then we work with them to find a venue and a date and all of this stuff that works for them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big part of it. Um, it's, you know, we, we take a lot of showcase packages yes oh okay that makes sense in addition to individual artists well that helps you with with you know assigning uh bands and lineups to venues when you right. have, okay it's presented by okay it's all gonna be they're gonna be playing there i'm glad rory brought that up because now even just compared to you know five years ago for me i don't book hardly anything on my own where it's just like me sitting down putting a lineup together Almost everything that I do is put on by a presenter. So the presenter, yeah, they're, I'm going to have some input in it, and mm -hmm. other people at South By are going to have some input in it. But we say no a lot. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the worst lineup you ever got? Oh, <laughs> I don't think we should get into that. <laughs> <laughs> they might be listening. Right. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I don't want to throw nobody under the bus. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We have been pitched. I mean, year in and year out, we get pitched awful lineups. And we get pitched amazing lineups. So it's our job to decide which ones really need a room this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, a lot of times I get feedback from artists and they're like, oh, you know, fuck Hobbs. He didn't put me on. But it's like, bro, how am I supposed to? These these presenter like did a presenter want you? No. Nah. Like if you were if you were making noise, somebody's gonna come and and want you. Like on sorry, that show. you're whack. You can't, you can't get And on. it's not even that. It might be guys that I personally like yeah. as a person and as an artist, but it's like I can't force one of these presenters into taking someone that doesn't fit on their lineup. That's right. a, that's a big part of South by Southwest, just cause like the the artists who are you know, you know, we'll accept artists who have been working on their own without teams, mm -hmm. but we want, what we really want to see is 
artists who have been really doing a lot of work and who are getting recognition on their own without South by Southwest. Yes. Who are positioned call, yes. to take full advantage of the media attention uh-huh. that they might get coming here. How do you determine the percentage in terms of the different genres that are going to be represented at, uh, at South Shit, by? I don't think there's any sort of yeah, rhyme or reason. We don't have a formula. All. No, yeah. there is no formula to that. It's man. It, it People, they want it. It's literally impossible to describe how our meetings are when it comes to actually like deciding what shows go into what rooms. Like when people ask me about it, I'm like, man, it's kind of like Mad Max Thunderdome shit. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Straight up, because it's like we all sit there in a room and we have a a projection screen and we sit there and go through every night of every venue. And I'll be like, oh, I got one for Wednesday night at Mohawk. And somebody else might be like, well, I got one for Wednesday at Mohawk. <laughs> well, this is my lineup, and my lineup shits on your lineup. And it just goes down like that. And then we have to wow. work it out as a group. And, and to your point earlier about who makes the call, yeah. that's when they come into play. Right. For uh, those, to settle those things. Yeah. and that, you know, so We that, have a few managers on our team, yeah, and yeah. it's their job to really like settle those disputes for sure and, and say, like, this showcase is a good fit for this venue right and we've both left from meetings super happy about our shit getting placed where we wanted (laughs) it to and upset because it didn't like it's just whatever the better show is is and whatever show fits in that room better Mm because i'm not going to try to take you know some uh, a rap show to a venue that i know doesn't want rap music because that's not going to be a good environment for anyone Uh so uh Talking about the venues, what are some of the rules and and regulations they have to go through to be able to be part of South by Southwest? Sign a contract with us. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's not me and Rory's job. Like uh-huh. as far as the, the venue stuff, there's a guy who's the, you know, I'm the hip hop guy. There's a guy who's the venue guy. Oh, shout okay. out to Todd. Yeah, shout out Todd. Oh, all right. <laughs> so he's the one who assigns the... He's the one who has to deal with the venues. So he has to go from if it's maybe it's a new venue in town, he'll hit them up and say, Hey, it's a nice room. Like for instance, uh Clearport. You know, yeah, Sixth Street, yeah. Yeah. So this year will be the first year that they're an official South by venue. So somehow, I don't know whether they came to Todd or Todd came to them, they worked out an agreement for them to be an official South by Southwest showcasing venue. Mm-hmm. So basically all that I can really say that I know they do for sure is just agree to book shows with us every night of music fest during mm-hmm. South by and not do unofficial or guerrilla events during South by at, at night at night. Oh uh, yeah. If they, you know, our venues can do whatever oh, they yeah, want gonna, during the day. They're going to eat during the day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that that's been a thing for years. You know, our bands can do whatever they want during the day. Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're not trying to inhibit our venues and our artists during the day at all. So the, one of the biggest, um, you know, topics when it comes to side by side every year is the official versus unofficial. Right. You know, and, uh, Matt touched on that last time and talking about how, you know, you got the fatal Ford, you got all these other, you know, brought to you by, remember when Doritos had a big ass stage <laughs> on, on, on sixth street. And yeah, <laughs> Why, why, you got a story there? No. It was just, <laughs> that's just like the point that everybody goes back to when they're like, oh, South by Southwest is so stupid and corporate. 
it's a, because there was a 300 foot yeah, vending machine that yeah. that's all you could see when you pulled up downtown and it's like there was still thousands of independent acts playing at south by that year but everyone just remembers lady gaga having someone puke on stage at Stubbs, and there's a big ass vending machine that was pretty gross that right. was gross yeah so is that is that part that's stuff that you have after the to um to deal with corporation going hey we're gonna do a big you know Take the, take over this parking lot and I that, mean we work with yeah. most of them. Yeah, I mean it, it's not like something that directly lands on me and Rory's desk, but we have you know some sort of input at some point during this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. one point that uh, that Matt said and I would totally agree is that you have all these big ass men when uh, Prince came through with mm-hmm. Tropical Quest and you have you know Jay Z and Eminem and Fifty Cent. People chase those big names. Right. And then they forget about, hey, you've been standing in line for three hours. And not in, that, in those three hours, you could have gone to like maybe five different venues and right. check out some, right. you know, some, some new shit. Um, how has that played as far as the booking? Because you got the big names, but you also have, you know, the underground and South by Southwest started as, you know, putting up and coming bands on the, on the, you know, on the map. So that's something you still struggle with when you're booking? I mean, it's it's always a struggle. I mean, maybe me and uh, Hobbs deals it with more directly than I do. But I want to say, like, you know, I, I still do think that um, in spite of all these big shows that maybe pull, our, you know, people away from going, mm-hmm. the smaller bands, that's, you know, that is valid sometimes. But, you know, if you look at all of the media coming out, out of South by Southwest. Yeah. And it's going to be the same this year. Look at who people are writing about. Yeah, they're going to write about the big artists, but they're also going to be writing about the breakout acts. Yep. Right. And like our the the media, the value we get from our media wrong is is yeah. <laughs> No, no, seriously. Fake news. I was going to say alternative facts. Sad. <laughs> the, the, me- the media attention some of these smaller indie rock acts get who again are positioned to do well at South by Southwest. Right. Is so invaluable. You know, they ride that wave yep. for sometimes years. Yeah. I know and um in one know, of your a big ar- boost to their careers. One of your articles on the Fader um was talking about Ty Dollar Sign was being at that time in 2015 as your big guy like that blew up from South by. Is there somebody since then that you feel like hey, you maybe had a hand in seeing them grow from South by um last year I think the two guys that I would say were in that kind of lane were uh Nick Grant and Russ because both of them came to South by and just crushed it Mm -hmm. especially Nick Grant I swear I saw him at every venue that I went to and I was like you're performing on this show I booked this shit and I didn't even know you were on the lineup because (laughs) he has such a strong team around him and he's such a hard worker that they just went and got in on every good show that they could. And like I said, they were popping up on shit that I didn't even know they were on that I booked. And I was just like blown away by that. And then he's been on a tear since then. And then, you know, Russ came through, did a couple shows and then just blew off into the, into the stratosphere. He's on the, you know, pop radio now. Oh, wow. Probably the biggest example from the last year of this is Anderson Pack. Oh, he was everywhere last year. Yeah. Everywhere. I saw him like five times. A lot of people knew who he was before South by Southwest. Yeah. But Jesus. Yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah. And he was on, he was like that. He was like on 
he was like everywhere I went last yes. year at South by but and the, you know, and the thing is like Anderson Pax in his early thirties, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he is. Um, and you know, he didn't just come to South by and blow up, you know, he was working his ass off for years. I mean, uh, every year there's like that one band or group that that's everywhere. Remember yeah. when Odd Future yep. came yeah. out? Like that was like their big, yeah. they were everywhere. That was their kind of coming out party. Kendrick Lamar, same yep. thing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Anderson Pack last year was. Yeah. First time yeah. I saw Kendrick Lamar at South by as a fan, he was in like a 300 capacity room. And then the first year I was booking, he headlined at the music hall for 3,500 people just two years later. So wow. that like one instance that I bring up a lot is I booked a show in the small room at what's called the main is like the old emos on six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got the outside stage and then the small room. I booked a show with the agency group who is now part of United Talent Talent Agency. And they had a, in that room, G Easy and Tory Lanes were both on that show. And I think the max amount of people we hit that night was like 50 people in the crowd and now he's <laughs> on britney spears singles and in playing stadiums and tori is being nominated for grammys and on every festival you can think of this year and they were on a stage together at south by in 2013 that you know maybe 50 people saw them and can say that they saw that show i mean that's those are stories like that that i think make south by you know the yeah. music festival and so unique as yeah. well yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I want to touch on before we move on um, about like the big artists being at South by, I don't think it, I think that the negative effect that that has on the up and coming artists also kind of evens out with the fact that they can just put that on their resume that they played the same festival as Eminem, Jay-Z, Kanye, whoever mm -hmm. that year. So they can have that on their resume and then, I tell the artists a lot of times, like your performance isn't the most important thing you're going to do that week. You mm -hmm. need to be making relationships, connections networking, with people. The, panels. the networking is the most important thing. Yep. Panels are extremely important. Like for some reason, these industry people that wouldn't give you the time of day, 51 weeks out the year will give you the time of day during South by because it's like they're in that mode once they get in Austin. Right. And they're cool as shit to you when if you ran into them in L.A., they wouldn't be that cool. That's true. But true. the artists need to do their homework and know that that dude at the bar next to you is the head A&R at RCA and they're giving out deals like hotcakes right now. You need it's, to talk to that guy. It's a competition. Yes. It really is. Yeah. I mean, when you it's see a competition, 100 percent. And, and be cool when you deal with people like be cool. Yeah. Yes, just don't just <laughs> don't, don't cool. do something that makes them remember you in a negative light. Well, what, what happened? Oh, nothing specific. <laughs> I'm just saying like <laughs> with me, it's just like shit. Just show up on time and don't go, you know, don't go over your time and fuck the run of the show up. Other than that, you can't really do anything to, to screw me up at South by. No, what one thing that, that you see every year. And it was it was pretty bad last year. It's, it was it was six street was, and a sea of people. You couldn't get nowhere. And when you see, like, shout out uh, Austin Police Department for that genius barricade in the middle yeah, of right? Sixth street. <laughs> Seriously, that was crazy. Couldn't go anywhere. But you see these crews like rolling twenty deep with flags and big ass banners and t shirts. I'm like, I. I can't knock the hustle, but I'm like, just walking up and down the street is not necessarily the 
yeah, it's the a, best way to it's, get your name out there. Yes, it's different when you know Trey the Truth does that every year, and everybody knows Trey's about to go do his walk down Sixth Street. Right. And people actually know that it's him and know it's his people, and see like, oh, who's gonna be with Trey this year, as opposed to just some dude that nobody knows. Like, you're all you're gonna do is is cause a scene out there for no reason and get in people's way, and people are probably gonna step on your shoes. That's about it. I, th- I think if you're promoting your music on Sixth Street. Um, you're doing it good, wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck because there's so many people down there who aren't actually there to be at south by southwest they're just there to be there or drinking at south by south uh, yeah right yeah. air quotes during they're just there to be on sixth street during south by southwest and be in the madness and it's just like a, uh, it's an exponential just more and more people are coming and yep. there, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I took a dig at the Austin PD about that barricade, but they something has to be done because the shit ain't safe out there. Yeah. So, you know, that, I guess that's the best option for now. But it's, it's so crazy out there. I go on 4th Street or 7th Street. <laughs> and I, I don't even want to go through for sure. Man. Yeah. I hate walk, you know, I got to walk through the alleys that alleys. smell like piss oh, and, the, yep. uh, you know, people back there smoking K2 by the dumpster. And like, I don't want to have to walk by them. I'd much rather just walk down 6th Street to get to my show. But I can't because I can't move because it's too many people. Not, and when you think about the artists that have to take their gear from one show to the next. <laughs> and it's a clusterfuck. That's one thing, that dude. It, they talk about it all the time, like, and they have to use the alleyways too, right? Yes, it's, you know, most most of the acts that I deal with, just you know, their DJ has a laptop and he plugs into the yeah. to the tables, and then they just all they need is a mic, right? But for the bands that are coming out there and have to set up and lug around gear, like, I'll I'll watch them with their vans trying to maneuver that shit and get into place, and I'm just like, oh my god, it looks so miserable. Is there anything that you guys do for that? That's part of being an artist, official artist at South by. We just try, you know, our stage managers and production managers are um, on their shit. Yes. They really, um, they're the ones who ultimately handle the bulk of advancing the shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do a great job of just like communicating with the artists and just making sure like, Hey, are you know, asking like, are you okay with sharing your drum kit or your guitar amp? and, you know, putting the pieces together like that throughout the run of show is huge, especially, you know, these, the smaller artists do this all the time, you know, they do, but I mean, it's, it's not as big of a mess as South by it's I not as, think. as big as a me- of a mess for sure. But they have to, know, I mean, a, it's a show. Yeah. And back to the big artists. So I know that you are in charge of the official artists for South by, but like, are the, all these rappers that are coming in, like, you know, uh, two chains and so forth. Like, are they contacting you to say like, Hey, we're doing this outside of South by, you know, if it, it's not official, do you even know about it? Like, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I know about everything. Well, generally, but I know about most things that are going on and sometimes it benefits us. Somebody might be coming in town to do an unofficial show that they got paid for. And now they'll come and do an official show with me for either free or you know charge the presenter of the show way less than they would normally get because they already got their expenses covered and they got their bag for their unofficial show so uh, let's talk about pay to play a little bit because you write about it every year <laughs> uh for those who don't know can you this go- year <laughs> <laughs> sure let's that's th- it yeah that's it uh can you go over like what that entails and why it's bullshit I mean, one thing that I, I just feel bad seeing guys go and spend a bunch of money just to perform in front of other rappers. 
Like, cause that's, cause there'll be these shows like, you know, every year, like fucking peckerheads or some shit on sixth street. And it's like 40 people on the bill and nobody with a fan base. How do y'all, how, how does anybody real realistically expect any music fans to be in this room? Why would they go? So it's shit, it's shit promoters putting on shows at unofficial venues or venues that don't, that might even not be a good fit for hip hop or whatever they're booking. And yeah, they have crazy ass lineups and, and people actually paying the promoter to perform. Right. It's like they it would be they would be better off just coming to Austin and trying to network all week than pay waste their money to literally perform in front of other rappers. And then everybody who's there is it's just a shitty vibe because everyone's mad because they're performing in front of other rappers and they yeah. wanted to be performing in front of fans. And it's like people standing around mad. Nobody wants to be there at that point. I don't know how the uh, the people that put on the shows deal with that shit. Like, I don't know how nobody's got touched over that before, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not involved in that shit, so I don't get to see it from the inside. I mean, it's crazy when you think about the money it takes just to get here. You know, pack up a van, drive down to Austin, or tickets. I mean, plane tickets, right. or wherever you're from, and you guys are booking out of like thirty some countries. You know, but. Um, Trying to get here alone is expensive, and on top of that, you're gonna pay to perform in front of yeah. maybe right. ten people. We yeah, I mean South by Southwest as a company tries to squash that wherever we can. Like, so what what can, what, what do you guys do on your end? I mean, I can't say specifically, but our legal team certainly like monitors all of that. Mm -hmm. And if it's a situation uh, where it's involving, especially our official artists, then we definitely have to step in. Mm -hmm. And really, a, a major issue is the unofficial shows that still try to pass themselves off as an official show. Like if you're, yeah, like not, using our marks. Yeah, and I'm not even, yeah, yeah, I'm not cool with people doing unofficial shows at night because that competes with what I've got going on and what Rory's got going on. So right. I'm not cool with that. But day parties, like, I'm, I don't have nothing against them, but just don't make these people think that they're playing. For South by Southwest when they're just playing in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest. Oh, I'm, let me tell you a story. L last year, there was a show that was announced. It was going to be Ghostface, Raekwon, and Killer Priest, I think. And they were going to perform at this place off of Kendrick Lane, like over by um, uh, the old Highland Mall. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. People bought tickets for that. I remember seeing that flyer. Yeah, I saw the flyer. I, I was like, fuck, Wu-Tang, I got to go. Right. I show up. There's not even a venue. <laughs> I mean, the wow. ven seriously, the doors were shut. The, the 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 windows were cracked, and you could barely see the name. People just parked up there. And I was like, somebody, somebody scammed us. Right. Fucking crazy. Got our money back, but it was passed on like it was... You know, this is yeah. legit. We got Wu Tang coming through. We're gonna perform. It's not gonna be downtown. It's gonna be at this right. this shopping center off of, off the highway, and nothing. Shit. Did you I, hear about that shit? I remember the flyer. I just didn't know how it ended up turning out. I know Ghostface did a bunch of legit shows last yeah, year. I don't even think Ray was in Austin during South by last year. So like, he probably didn't even know he was on that flyer. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Crazy. You know, people. <laughs> I've seen a flyer this year going around on the internet for Saturday night at Club Five One Two with Two Chains, Chance the Rapper, wow. Juvenile, and <laughs> fuck, I can't remember the fourth, but it it's was four packed. of them. 
Yeah, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's fucked up Chance to do that. rapper's a, not playing 512. No. It, it, <laughs> no disrespect to Club 512, yeah, no but disrespect, holy but. shit, you can't, you know, you can fit 150 Dude, people on each Grammy. floor. So it would be, no one would ever spend the money to put these guys in that room. So if you're falling for that, at Club Five One Two, a chance the rapper, like, <laughs> and two chains, like you don't know shit. Come on, man. Actually, it's you like, deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to say it like that, but it's like, man, don't, don't fall for something that's that obviously not going to happen. No, I mean it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's gotten even, you know, crazier when we we uh, see all the RZP links and everything, all the unofficial stuff, mm-hmm. and you can still have a good side by Southwest without. Getting a badge or without getting a wristband, I think it's beneficial to get at least a wristband. If oh you yeah, can. for sure. Uh, but there's definitely enough to go around to where you can have a good experience. Like I, I told Matt, like 2011 was my best South by ever because all the underground hip hop that year was like top notch. Fucking J Live, Hyro, uh, Binary Star, like Artifacts was in town. So. Yeah. That's at the bar for me. Yeah, yeah. That's at the bar for me. So, looking at this year, is there any major changes as far as... It, there was that thing about the primary, secondary uh, badges, like if you have... Oh, yeah, changes like that. To the yeah. top out, yeah. Um, whenever Rory gets back, he can probably shed a little bit more accurate information on that than I can, but I know that you can get into... more. It's more of a crossover between film interactive and music than ever before with the credentials you can get into certain film events certain interactive events and certain Mm -hmm. music events if you have just a music wristband or interactive badge or a film badge like you can get into more things than you have been able to in the past Mm -hmm. i'll have to get rory to get extra specific and i guess while we're waiting for him who are you most um excited about this year that's already been announced that you can talk about Oh man, the most exciting stuff's probably gonna come this week. Okay. Oh great! <laughs> yeah, you have an exclusive. Yeah. I can't say, but just be looking out for. Where is he from? Uh, what does it rhyme with? <laughs> What's the name rhyme it with? It would be way too obvious if, really? if I say what it rhymed with. But just be looking for something super crazy Thursday night and something really crazy Saturday night. So. Are we plugging our shows now? Is that we're no, well, we're excited to. They're trying to, to twist it. my trying, arm. Trying to get I, exclusive. Yeah. Who's your? Who oh. are you looking most forward to this year at South by? Um, there's this band who actually I didn't even book from Liverpool. They're called Hers apostrophe S H E R apostrophe S. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, just indie pop. I've heard a friend describe it as a vapor wave. It sounds. It sounds kind of like Mac DeMarco. It's really um airy indie music and really cool um almost like like joy division or something like that do you guys get to go to other festivals and see who's playing and how what the reaction is like and be like all right i don't put this one on yes yeah oh, we definitely do that's dope man yeah i want that job yeah. <laughs> send me any festival you yeah, want very, well i want to say any festival <laughs> that we want but you yeah. know reasonable things yeah and if it's if it's going to benefit what we do at our festival then yeah it makes sense for us to go and check things out do you even get to enjoy some of it during south by during south by what time uh, you're working <laughs> some of it i want to run into you randomly at a show oh, i saw I'm, i saw five artists last year partially wow. like a couple of songs i always try to make sure that whoever goes on last on saturday night 
is somebody that I'm excited about because that's really the one that I can go enjoy. Uh-huh. And last year on Saturday night, I went to uh, the Optimo Radio Showcase at Clive Bar with with a bunch of amazing Texas rappers that I'm all that I'm friends with and just hung out with them for the last hour because, yeah, I'm still listening to what's going on, but it's the last hour of the last night. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of cooked at that point and just waiting for it to be over and. You know, you got to you know, unwind at some point. But before then, no, I normally don't get to hang out and, and see anything because someone's always in my ear telling me, you know, you need to go over to this venue because this is going wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> She's working the whole time. I yes. don't want that job then. <laughs> How many hours a day you think we work during the festival? Eight to three? Yeah. 8 a.m. to 3 a.m.? There's some breaks Shit. in there. Yeah, get so, to eat. Yeah, like find some food at some point. But it's mo- it's mostly fixing things and you know putting out fires. Ma- yes, yeah, making yeah. things run as smoothly as possible for everyone, so people don't even really know what you were just working on that was going wrong. Like Checking give, in with people and just, you know. like making give, sure give people are happy too. Give me an example of some of the things you have to deal with. Um, you know, probably the worst is like, oh, so and so just showed up and they've got twenty guys with them trying to get you know they this artist is performing but he's got a crew of 20 guys with him the venue's scared because all these guys just showed up and none of them have their wristbands on and they don't know who's really with the artist and who's not Uh so then i gotta walk up and say hey man who's with you and he tells me and i'm like all right well y'all just line up make sure everybody got their id out and get everybody in as fast as possible which you know shouldn't necessarily take someone else to come over and do that but it helps for someone who hasn't because, you know, people's emotions are high and people start getting loud with each other. And yeah. it helps to have somebody come up who hasn't been there. And it's just like, I have a solution. So let's everybody just do this so we can get this shit over with and get you inside. But you're one dude for yeah. the entire festival. Yeah. Colin Hobbs, <laughs> Colin Hobbs. She put like a Batman sign. But in not the- everybody has to deal <laughs> like with that Hob- shit, though. Like, yeah, I have to deal with certain things because, you know, not a lot of. You know, Swedish singer songwriters are gonna show up. Yeah, thirty deep. (laughs) Yeah, Yo Gotti and Trey are gonna come with you know thirty guys with them. So I gotta go over and and help with that whenever you know. Some that's not something that other people have to deal with, but my coworkers have to deal with blown amps. So and so didn't show up with a with the right drum. Mm -hmm. The bass strings all popped off their bass. Like that's the kind of shit that they have to deal with. That I'm like, holy shit, I don't know what I would do if that happened like, <laughs> as someone's on stage. What about you? What What do you deal with? Like, I mean, some of the fires you put out. Man, like honestly, I can only speak for past production jobs because, like, the past four years or so, I've been doing marketing stuff for uh-huh. South by, and you know, I worked my way into doing this booking gig. So this will be my first go around doing it. You looking for forward being to that? Honest, but I mean. You know, I can kind of, ex- I'm expecting the same things Hob just went over. I mean, it's, it's, it's all stuff that I've dealt with in the past on production jobs for sure. You know, it's, yeah, it's gotta be just how it goes. I mean, it, I, the job I don't have, the job I have is not a production job. We have a whole staff who's amazing uh-huh. and like supports all of us on that stuff. Yes. Thankfully, you know, our production staff is incredible and they, step in and handle situations oftentimes before we can even get there you know so it's, it's gotten better over the years as far as how this streamline that kind of that kind of process right i mean people don't know they don't realize it's just there to see a show if an amp blows exactly, up like exactly. amp blows up it right. happens yeah but they exactly. don't know that's like 
you know, 10 people just running around trying to find an amp and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and Rory, while you were head stepped out for a second, we were talking about the difference with the badges this year. So do you feel that um, that would be an advantage or do you think maybe I kind of was thinking that people would have less people buying music badges because the price went up so much. But right, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, um, I think it's ultimately good. Um, you know, moving South by Southwest to more of a convergence event for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It kind of has been. This is like just the yeah, officialness exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to take a few years, I think, to get there. But, you know, it's just uh, it's the hard part is just letting people know and, you know, getting that messaging right. Mm -hmm. So people understand what the difference is between this year and the last, I don't know, 20. Yeah. Yeah. There's a a video out. Yeah, there's a video out, but, you know, not everyone watched it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, some people are going to be like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be in there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, it's it's admittedly confusing um but you know it's it's not something that we can just like switch to going to like all one badge and like you know having everybody be on the same like playing field to go into everything that's not something that happens overnight or over a year Mm -hmm. you know it takes a lot of time for that yeah um, but I think it's good. You know, I think it just present it's it's more opportunities for people with a music badge to meet new people. Yeah, and see, yeah, and see, and see more go to panels. What we're here for. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Who who puts together the that Spotify list or so South by Southwest FM where people can actually go out and listen? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Brian used to have a show on South by. Yeah, FM. he used to have a show on South by FM. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty. No, was you just hip hop? Is that what yeah. you were playing? Yeah, like for all the artists that were coming, right? Yeah, it would be. I didn't play anybody on the show who hadn't either wasn't playing that year, hadn't played in past years. Oh, okay. And that's, that yeah. that's the format of the whole station. Mm-hmm. that's like the whole format you know it's like either somebody's played in the past 31 years or somebody who's announced to come and play this year mm-hmm. that's dope that's a, it's a good way because it, it's it can be really overwhelming to yeah, where you don't know sure. where to go what you never know what to expect you don't know where to park you don't know i mean it's it's always a bitch every year but yeah. it's i what we do um we always give out tips we're gonna have a show next week we'll talk more about that but one thing that we say every year is you know have like per day your go-to that you really want to see like i can't miss this show at mohawk or whatever and then the rest of the time just float around you never know you know what you're going to get you might end up at a you know show somewhere and there's 20 people and you're going to enjoy the shit out of it and then the following year that person blows up you're like oh i was there when you perform in front of 20 people right that's one of the obvious coolest things about south by is just seeing shit like that happen i prefer the shows with 20 people i do too yeah i do too man i mean some of like some of the shows that used to have in the music hall oh my god was just like what terrifying man like just like there's just a lot of a lot of people a lot of just uh, shit loads of people a lot of general and then way more than that could get in yeah and and people you know no matter how many times you tell them like yo y'all are wasting your whole night standing (laughs) here you're not gonna get in this show dude like stop get it go somewhere else bro like there's so much good shit for you to see why are you gonna stand here all night you're not gonna get in and i'm just trying to tell these people out of like just personal human advice like go do something that's fun 
Because then they're going to stand there and they're going to complain and be like, South by Southwest fucking sucks. All it's all corporation. In line, <laughs> stood in line all night and didn't get into shit. But it's like, yeah, but yeah, there was 20 other shows in the same exact genre that you could have yeah. walked into That's without true. having to wait in line. It's your fault. You stood in that line all night. That's true. Chasing the big fonts. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. There's just so much. Um, let's play a little game. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you book from like 30 some countries across the world uh, from Finland, Japan, Hong Kong. Oh, by the way, how did you find yeah, out about yeah. them? About about those bands? Same way or? Each booker has like a territory. Okay. They work with those export offices. Oh, nice. And that that's mostly where it comes from. For sure. I wonder like if you have to deal when you deal with artists out that are from overseas and they're used to things being a certain way or I mean the the language barrier and then they come over here and then like, oh shit, you know, what what the fuck did we just get ourselves into? I couldn't imagine doing that, especially the first time. I don't know how they do it. I mean you got you got rappers coming from all over. Yeah. Houston, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We joke, we joke like, I don't have a territory since I'm new to the team, but we joke like Hobbs' territories or Houston and Atlanta. Oh, yeah. All South shit? <laughs> well, that's mostly what I listen are you, to. Are you a fan of Humana Humana Hip Hop too? <laughs> yes. Ah. So, yeah, it, Houston and Atlanta is where you see the most rappers come from at South by every year. Oh, that's just your personal touch. You just... Yeah, but I, I I think it's not it's not even just a personal touch. Yeah, just and Atlanta's like got the game in a, a chokehold right now. Anyway, yeah, Atlanta definitely does. Hundred percent. New York needs to wake up. <laughs> yep, but really do. Every time they seem like they wake up lately, they're trying to sound like the South. So that's what Matt was saying too. He was yeah. like, he, on not Hot ninety seven. What was the song that he said that was played at, on Saturday night? Funkmaster Flex drop like. Chameleonaire or something like that. One of those crunk. It was like some crunk shit out of New York. Hot 97 on a Saturday night. He's like, no, no, no. This this is not. But I get it. Atlanta is well. The, is where it's at. The internet has killed regional music. So you don't have regional sounds as much as you used to anymore because a person in you know Washington DC can hear a song from a rapper in Phoenix Arizona right at the exact same time as the dude who lives in the apartment next door to him can hear it cuz everybody got SoundCloud audio mac everything right so there is no more being like sounding like a local artist everything is starting to shift where you hear a lot of the the kids coming up out of Houston mm-hmm. they sound more like Migos than they sound like Fat Pat Right. So, and it's just, it's natural progression because there's not that local sound anymore. But are you trying, when you're booking, are you trying to bring out some new sound as well? Or are you just going by what, what's hot right now? Because if Humana Humana is what's hot, everybody does that. You know, where's the variety in your booking? Oh, I mean, it just depends on what the presenter wants, really. Okay. Because if that's what's hot, then that's what a lot of those presenters are going to want. But also, if that's what's hot, that's what a lot of the new artists are going to want to sound like. So it's it, but it always goes in waves. It does. What's hot this year isn't going to be hot two years from now. So let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stick around for two years. of humming the humming. I just not. That's just my opinion. No, nah, I, I get it. Let's get into some games here. 
Like I said, you book for a bunch of countries. Let's see how well you know your booking. So I'll give you the name of bands, and you tell us what country they're from. We'll give you options. Are these artists that are on our schedule right yes. now? Yes. All right. I mean, you yeah. you release those waves like round one, round two, and whatever. So okay. we're in through that. I can do this. Pick some funky names. Rory's gonna do better than me. <laughs> we'll see, Byron. We'll see. All right. So, like back said, this is gonna be multiple choice. So, you know, got some options out there. Um, the first one is Echo Park. Uh, the options are the Netherlands, Italy, Australia, and the UK. Where they're from? Shit. Did you book them? Phone a friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no jokers. UK. Service says. I don't have the answers. Actually. <laughs> it's Italy. Oh. It's Italy. It's Italy. They're from Italy. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Sorry, Stacy. <laughs> so yes. Home. All right. The next one is uh, Wet Bays. Yeah. Mexico. Oh, oh, nice. Landed. Good. Way to be. Nailed it. All right, next up. Next up is Al Rocco. Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. All right, so the options. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. What are the options? All right, we got Jams, though. Yeah. UK, Chile, and Hong Kong. Hong Kong. (laughs) Yep. He sounds like he's from Atlanta, though. His shit goes hard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the last one. New Fame with DJ Skulls. Vietnam. That was your nice. booking, too. Damn. You did pretty well. Damn. Well done. Hobbs, get it you down. did pretty well. Hobbs beat me. He said nice. he wouldn't. He said I'd win. I was the sleeper. Hustling. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying one last thing is we had a question from the audience in this is for Hobbs. How did you meet your hot wife? (laughs) (laughs) At a bar on Sixth Street. (laughs) Can you say which bar? She is hot though. Um, (laughs) Spill. It's not open anymore. Spill. Spill days. Yeah. Whoa! I remember spill. She tried to walk past and I wouldn't let her walk past me. Like uh 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 uh. uh, I just kept uh, stepping in her way like an idiot. (laughs) Oh man, spill. That's that's old school. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. We've been talking for an hour. Uh, let's see. What's the best way right now for, I mean, stop by everything, really. Um, the Spotify playlist definitely works. If you want to check out who's coming, the schedule's up. Do you have any more waves to announce, or is that pretty much it? We got one more artist list this Friday. That's going to be it for like general public releases it'll be a good one yeah i mean last week was stacked i mean we had weezer and wu-tang clan and theater yep. corporation and future islands oh and yeah if you want to see wu-tang this year can you can actually see them oh i will yeah. you catch yeah. me front row yeah. wrapping so, along yes and it's a yeah, real man. music I'll venue the <laughs> best sounding not, room in town i will Straight not miss up. a wu-tang i will not miss a wu-tang for the rest of my life just can't just so, can't so yeah, we got that last artist list this Friday, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm sure we'll do like a press release the following week uh, with all the artists. Um, and then the festival starts. <laughs> you look so excited. He's, he's already exhausted. Poor guy. He's already exhausted. Oh man. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for Hobbs, but I've been tired for like a month straight. Yeah. It's not over. You it's got a month over. to go. And we'll get our second wins. Hey. <laughs> I slept in today. I'll be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got your day off and you're still tired. 
All right, well, yeah, check out the the playlist, the Spotify playlist, Saba Southwest uh, FM. Yeah, I'll say up. South by Southwest FM. Shout out to Allison Johnson for doing such a great job on South by FM. And, uh, you know, South by FM has a Mixcloud page in case you don't want to listen to the stream. Yep. Mixcloud.com slash SXSWFM. Lots of good mixes on there for South by 2017 artists. I mean, that's that's a really good way to, like figure out like who to see for sure. no, it, it really helps when you go through the schedule and then it takes you to a page and you can actually hear just one song shout out artists. to the artists who actually upload their songs yeah and photos some... and bios and everything and no shout out to the ones who don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously it helps but i don't want to have to go google you and go to exactly. no it's so easy to do and it's so effective i just don't i don't get it. i don't know why they want to take a couple minutes to do it but you deal with artists being crybabies a lot? Yeah. Like, you know. Well, teams, actually, yes. Too, yeah, let agents. me take that like, back. Let agents. me take that back. It's not the artists. The Sorry. artists are generally pretty great to deal with. It's the people who are scared of the artist getting mad at them right. who are the ones that are hard to deal with. The people who are scared of what? Like the agents, the managers, oh. the guys who don't really have a job but somehow still are hanging around. Like those are the ones that are hard to deal with. The entourage. Because, yeah, because they're always nervous and scared that they're going to get cut. So the artists, they're usually super cool because they're just, you know, getting to make money for doing music. Hell yeah. So, yeah, the, like, the entourage got to be annoying after a while. Yeah. The dude is like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Like, no, you're not. You're not on stage. And that, that was my biggest beef with, with hip-hop shows for a while is when there's one dude on the mic and there's 20 motherfuckers behind him. And you're like, <laughs> yes. no, that's... Yeah. Ugh. Yes, please stop doing that, guys. It's not <laughs> one mic, one person on stage. And they're just they're not even doing anything, not even hyping. They're not they're just standing there. I'm like, dude, you're just taking space right now. Yeah. Ugh. That's what I hate that in hip hop. It's annoying. Yeah, ugh, I said it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap things up. Make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Go back and listen to the show we did with Matt Sumzal. It he really brings on a good perspective on booking with South by and uh, next weekend next Sunday we'll be live at Collide ATX we'll be giving out we'll do our usual annual uh, South by Southwest preview with tips and who to check out and how to get around how to navigate the festival because it's it you know it's a it's a beast at this point and all we all we are trying to do is trying to contain it and try to you know make it work at the best but uh, we'll put that up in, in the coming days any last announcements you want to make? Exclusive. We're not, not going to talk about the Oscars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can. I don't care. We can. Yeah. Why don't you tell us? And with your, um, either if you want to shout out your social media, I know you said you really weren't really on, but if you do worry, and then also, what is your number one tip for South by? Man. Sleep. <laughs> or don't. Sleep. A tip for the general public or a yeah. tip for yeah. the artists? Yeah. Uh, both. Is it both? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, I mean. Change your socks twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. And buy yeah. a, buy a portable phone charger. Buy a Mophie or something like that. And yeah. drink something other than liquor. Drink some water. Yeah, drink Pace water. Yourself. Sit down every now Water's and then. Water's good for sure. Yeah. yeah. Pace yourself. Don't definitely. try to look really, really fly. Wear shoes that are comfortable. Yeah. Because I made that mistake my first year. Every night, I, oh, I got all my J's with me. Nuh-uh. No it one's so no, stupid. No They're one's going to come out notice. black, man. No, it wasn't even that my shoes got tore up. It was my feet yeah. got tore up. 
No one's going to notice if you're not wearing flat shoes. No. <laughs> no one's going to care. Not at all. At all. Unless you're on the stage, you don't need to worry about what you look like. That's, That's true. true. That's true. That is true. One thing I always look forward to is people perform on the street. I've that, seen some pretty cool performances pretty on yeah, the street. I like that. Yeah, I, I love like that. that. Dude with like bucket with buckets and start drumming and shit. Like yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Especially like, any kind of percussion stuff like that on the streets. Cool. Oh I yeah, think. and it's uh, impromptu. Someone comes up, starts singing. Like that's the kind of you know story that I look forward to. There's always like that one, you know, moment that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm part of this. Yeah. Yeah. But then you put out For your sure. phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start, you start, yeah. No, but then, but then you're not really a part of it anymore. No, you're not. Is there, is there any kind of? I'm sorry, we keep talking, but is there any kind of rule or anything that about people on the phone all the fucking time uh, that you can't enforce? Only <laughs> you know, awesome that would be. Maybe? Like, I don't know. Are you talking about the ones that are just on social media during the show and staring down at their phone instead of paying attention, or the, the people ones that are, are holding filming. their phone? Yes, yeah. people are filming the actual Don't show. Don't fucking block the people yeah. behind you. Do it. it do what it for that? a short clip one time if you want to go back and watch it, but. Don't film the whole damn performance. There ain't no point in that. You're never going to watch it's it. It's not again. for you. If you do watch it, it's going to sound like shit. Too. Right. Yeah, it, it does. And then if you upload that shit to YouTube, they're going to take it down because you didn't pay nobody for that music. So it's, it's useless. <laughs> Like and that, 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 there are professionals out there. That's their job to cover yes. it. So trust me, your little clip, your blurry clip from uh, way back in, <laughs> in the crowd, and right. all you hear is bass. It's not going to make it on fader.com. It's just like don't be a don't be a dick to everybody else. That would be my advice yeah. as far as phone stuff goes and everything in general at South by like. Don't be a dick. I almost want to that's, take that's, my know, phone advice back and be like, don't buy a Mophie. Let your phone die. And <laughs> just fucking be, and live. And just like be in the like be in the moment. Like, who cares? You know, you probably are going to have reception anyway. Not, yeah. Not yeah. But get, everybody's on their own personal reality show. Remember? That's yeah, true. Never. I don't know. Don't listen to me. <laughs> you probably won't anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Let your phone die and navigate like your ancestors just, did without phones. I'm just going to say I'm just saying what I'm going to do. I'm going to let my phone die so nobody can call me. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. We're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Looking forward yeah, for to sure. it. So much going on. And uh, if Thank you have any. Um, anything you'd like to uh, to plug? Let us know. Well, I mean, we'll share it with that last wave because I, I look for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I look forward to that last wave. Plug South I, by Southwest. It's a music like that, like, festival. Yeah, it's coming cool. up real soon. I heard about it. I heard. I heard it was pretty Shit. dope. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few people that come every once in a while. You never know. Cool, cool. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. And we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.